Welcome to another episode of Culture of Value. I am your host, Troy Shear, with Binary Automotive Solutions and Binary Marketing Solutions. And today, our guest with us is Dane Seville. Dane is actually a co-founder of Reunion Marketing. He is the host of the KPI Cafe, a uh, self-proclaimed data geek. <laughs> and probably a few other things that I, you know, I, there was a list, so I'll, I'll let you anything I missed. I'm going to go ahead and let you, uh, you know, introduce yourself on the things I missed, Dane. <laughs> no, you, you nailed it pretty good there, Troy. Uh, yeah, no, you know, co-founder of Reunion Marketing, we came from uh, a 33-store automotive group in, in Raleigh, North Carolina, before we started Reunion. Uh, found success in what we we're doing and said, you know what, we feel like dealers would benefit from what we're doing uh, since the dealerships benefited from what we were doing when we were with that dealership group. And uh, I'm kind of a data geek. I'm more like a data interpretation geek. Like I take all the smart people's, I take all the genius of all the people at Reunion and I try to distill it into educational bites because that's what I used to do. I used to be a teacher. And so, so yeah, I'm not quite the data geek. I'm like the data translator. Gotcha. See, you, you got it. That's why I make sure that I don't screw it up. I let, <laughs> I let you make sure you keep me on track and accountable there. So no, I, and again, that's that's such important, you know, information. I just actually was talking to somebody yesterday, and we'll you know discuss a little further. But you're just talking about the importance of data, the accuracy of data, and you know, actionable intelligence from that. So I think that's, you know, as we said, you can have all the information in the world if you don't know how to distill it to take action on it. It's it's useless. Absolutely. So, well, let's talk about, you know, I've seen a few things that you have posted out. And again, we were just kind of have been talking about what's going on in the auto industry with the chip shortage and everything going on there. Um, and, and you've said, and we've seen too, things are kind of slowing down a little bit. But, you know, in your world and what you're doing, this is something that I'm, I'm aware of too. We, you know, I don't do it as much now on the auto side, but still working with my non-auto clients that, you know, SEO, optimizing your website and making sure that you can be found, you know, now and, and for, you know, forevermore. But one of the big things that I think that we, you know, we hear uh, non-auto, auto alike is, why am I not at the top? Why are all these third-party sites outranking me? And, you know, it's, it's not something that's just that you go to and go, well, it's one thing or two, you know, it's, there are so many different factors. So what I would like for you to do is just kind of start working, walk through those things, what needs to be done so that the dealerships can take that step up and be there um, when people are looking for them in a local manner, which, you know, 90% probably plus of customers are when they're looking for an automotive dealership is going to be local. So what are your thoughts on all that and what you hear and how you advise your clients what they need to be doing? Yeah, you know, I mean, if you think about, uh, you know, these third party sites, you know, cars.com, car gurus, auto trader, and even on the service side, Jiffy Lube, uh, you know, I and mean, there are dozens of different chains. Right. But think, I mean, there are so many chains and websites that are either regional or national, right? So already they kind of have that that authority that 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 Google will lend to an entity that kind of sort of encapsulates large swaths of 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 land, right? And and regions. And whereas the dealer is like dealers local, right? You know, a dealer, can a dealer in New York sell a car to a person in California? Yeah, they could, you know, but I mean, you want to, I mean, why wouldn't you dominate your backyard first? Why wouldn't you dominate your PMA first, right? Why would you want to mm -hmm. pursue this buyer in California uh, when it's so much easier to get your buyer in, you know, Conshohocken, New York or whatever, you know, whatever little town you might be in or big town. Uh, so, you know, and, and these websites, not only do they have that national presence, but they have things hundreds to thousands of pages of content, right? And and one of the things that a lot of people don't think about is, you know, when you take like a, you know, like a VDP off of one of those third-party sites and, you know, you take it off and they get a new fresh one on, they take it off, that that's a signal to Google, the freshness, right? Google wants fresh mm -hmm. content that's relevant to consumers. So not only is that vehicle relevant to consumers, but there's all that freshness because they're coming up with all those new VDPs as dealers compete uh, on those on those platforms, right? So the way to combat that, and this is like, like I don't want to trash on third-party sites and just you know, is there is there a purpose for them? Of course, because people use them for research, right? So I'm like, I'm sure. never, I would never tell a dealer to be completely off necessarily, right? And, and there's so many market variables that there's no one, as you know, there's no one single recommendation, right? But what bothers me about third-party sites is it's like you're paying someone to throw you into a pit of other people, and you're supposed to cannibalize each other, and then on top of that. 
the people you're paying this money to to be in this pit, then they climb in the pit, all doused in armor, <laughs> armed with weapons, and then they're beating your they're beating your butt down there too, right? Because think you know you're paying to play on their platform, then they're using that budget to to compete in PPC, and then they have all the content and the authority to rank in organic, so they're beating you every which way, everywhere you turn. So I know I meandered a lot there, Troy, but so the 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 crux of the thing is creating your own content. Dealers creating content that that leverages keywords that are people are using in their local market, searching for, uh, that uh, sort of aligns with their intent, and that gives them inventory, right? So you want to create content that is aligning with searchers' intent and expectations. Um, you know, at reunion, it's what we call model conversion pages. So you know, we take we start with all the core models first, all the new core models. You know, we leverage the keywords 2021 Honda Civic, and we leverage keywords that that are in like intent modifiers for sale. Mm -hmm. And then we use the geo, right? Because you know, Google's smart enough to understand if you're searching in Cleveland, you're going to want to look at cars in Cleveland. But then you all then you also layer that on too, as well, just to give some more signals to Google, as well as those searches that go Honda Civic near Cleveland, Ohio, right? So it's, you know, 2021 Honda Civic for sale, Cleveland, Ohio. Then in the text, you, you don't keyword stuff, but you kind of naturally work that language in there, throw in some smart ad copy that, and I, I think that's a missing component too, is, you know, I'm a writer by trade. And I think, I think like good writing, like you're not, you're not trying to write a novel on these pages, right? You want to get them to the inventory. But I mean, I think a missing art is in, in retail automotive is good, high quality copywriting. And persuasive copywriting exactly persuasive so you want to remind them a little bit about what interests them in the car why use that sort of like sexy language power words and then on these mcps then we have a little box that says like you know why the honda civic and you give some value props 2021 uh you know jd power best in class you know like whatever awards might be whatever new features like you know if if a new model new year model has a new feature that wasn't available before you know, you pop that up there, like little eye popping, little things that capture people's attention. But then the most important part is on these MCPs is that without having to scroll, right, you, you already see that you have inventory you can look at. So you're not taking them to a page to click to an SRP or click to a VDP. The, mm -hmm. the, like the SRP like lives on that page. So that page, which is going to rank because it leverages keywords and it satisfies that search intent and it gives them some why buys, then there's the inventory right on the page. And of course, as you build these out, you know, it's going to take time. It's not going to be overnight. I mean, anyone that works with SEO knows that it's SEO is not a light switch, right? SEO. I think, I think that's one of the things that's a, a major. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Just a, a misunderstanding from a lot of people because they're like, well, can't you just SEO my site? Can't you SEO my site? And then it's, it's done. And we, it's like, no folks, this, this is a process that, it's not like, okay, dang, can you get these things up today? Tomorrow I'm going to be ranking number one for all this stuff. <laughs> and, and I think that's that's something that we as a, you know, from an industry standpoint, just in the SEO side of things, need to really help educate people. Yeah. Because I don't think they realize that it, it's not the newspaper where you just put it out there and go, okay, now we're, we're set and we'll, well, let's see what happens. I mean, it, it's really a daily activity. One of the things that I've been saying lately to sort of try to explain it is that SEO is like a solar field, right? It's going to take experts to build out this big solar field. It, you know, it's not overly complex, but complex enough. And you need to have enough of those panels to start aggregating power, right? But when you build the solar field, you don't wake up the next day and you can power Las Vegas for a year, right? It takes time. Now, we're talking about inventory shortages. When it's cloudy out, the solar panels still collect energy. When you don't have inventory, the SEO work is still gaining authority in Google's eyes, right? So it's not a light switch, it's a solar field. And then, you know, it continues to power. You know, it, it, it's a continual process. You don't just set those, those, those solar panels out in the field and forget them, right? You're out there, you're maintaining them, you're adding to them, you're doing this, you're making modifications. When new things come out, you you know new strategies for SEO, right? Then you update the solar panels, right? So it's it's an ongoing process, and not just I think too many people think like well, we're just going to switch SEO on and and we're going to rank. Do do you see a difference um, between you know and because I have at least for an old the older audiences who have have you know from from client from a client base 
that have been used to in the past, you know, the traditional newspaper, radio, television, where you did kind of, you created your stuff, you got your ads, you, you put it out there, and now you sit back and wait, that they don't really have that understanding that this is a, a daily process and you're, it's just as much as if, if you were to, you know, only come into your dealership to conduct business two days a week, you're not going to have a lot of uh, impact. Yeah, you know, it's it's in any industry. Like, I'm not I'm not trying to <clears throat> rag on dealers. I mean, it's oh no, no, I'm right? saying this is this yeah. is across across industries. There's there, yeah, there, oh, there's, there's I mean, there's yeah, there's a range of literally talking to. And you think like we 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 work with, or at least we used to. I'm not sure if we do anymore because I don't keep up with our client, like our all of our client base necessarily. Mm -hmm. But you know, we have worked with Dennis in the past. You're thinking Dennis, you know, educated, smart people, right? You know, you wouldn't want them digging around in your mouth with all those tools unless they're pretty competent. And one of the one of the dentists literally said, "So you do the Google." So in any industry, like there's a there's a range. So it it just depends. You're going to have your savvy uh, people in an industry, and you're going to have your not so savvy people in an industry. And and the not so savvy people in the industry just yeah, like you said, they don't have that concept of, you know, like you said, like if I put a billboard up, I see the billboard and I can guess that it's working, but you don't necessarily see the SEO. Like you can see the pages that are built. But then SEO is also the technical side, right? You know, it's mm -hmm. the it's the meta tags, the URLs, the 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 H1s, you know, the the you know, making sure there's no 4xx, too many 4xx errors, and this and that. You know, there's all this technical stuff that they can't see. So if you're not producing something tangible that they can really look at, which you can show them the code and stuff, but it's not a pretty. <laughs> They're like, and, and that does what and says what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Right. So, yeah. So there's a lot that, go, that goes on behind the scenes that they don't necessarily see. So it's hard for them to conceive of what am I getting for my, my investment? You know, like, right. you know, oh, we're, you, you're currently you're only creating, you know, two pages a month for me. Well, it's like, well, in addition to that, we're doing all, you know, these 23 other steps of an audit to, to look at all of your pages and make sure they're performing right. And then we're also like any good SEO, any good SEO agency should also perform conversion rate optimization. Because why would you focus on sending all this qualified traffic if your agency is also not going to focus on helping compel them to take an action? Now, we know majority of people that come to a site aren't going to take an action, but why not do all the work you can to get those who will take an action to take an action, right? So there's also conversion rate optimization, you know, looking at buttons, looking at placement, uh, heat mapping things. Where do people scroll down to? Where do they drop off? Where do they hover? Can we change language on a button? Can we, should we change the color? Should we change the placement? Do we have too many, right? There's all these different things. So in addition to just creating the pages, then there's also cleaning up the website. Then there's also monitoring consumer behavior to make sure they're converting on the website. So it's, mm -hmm. I think there's a lot more to it that either one isn't communicated well enough by their, their agency partner or two, and this, is an honest to God truth in any industry. Some people just don't have the interest to understand, right? Some people just, it, it's just, it's too outside of their realm of comprehension that they just don't even want to bother with it. And I think you're right there. And it's, you know, it, it may not be anything more than it's just like, as you, you brought up Dennis, well, it's like, I, I don't know what they're doing. And it's like, if they really try to sit and explain to me what they're doing for me, I'd be like, uh, don't understand it. Just, just fix it. So what, what's tough is, Again, there, there's a tangible thing that when you've got a, you know, a root canal or crown or whatever, it's like, oh, I got it, I see it. Those things that when it's not that tangible thing that they can look at and go, oh, look, my billboarders, I see me on TV or whatever the case may be, that they, they just don't feel like anything is being done. And again, too, they're like, okay, once it's there, it should, it should happen immediately. One of the things you brought up, too, in, in terms of um, just making sure that the site is doing the best it can from a, a user experience standpoint is, you know, with dwell time on a site too, all of those things help again, organically lift your rankings because the more time people are spending on your site and Google seeing this, okay, well, there must be valuable information here. So it's, it's all those little things. And when you, you look and I mean, I know you've seen, but just from Google standpoint, there are what 200, the last I saw 220 or 230 different factors that weigh into what's going on and how, how you're ranking. So it's like, this isn't something that's just one or two things that you go, all right, here we go. And, you know, how do you link from various sites and things of that nature? So again, it's what, what are you doing to, to build links from 
your third party sites and, and everything else that's on going on out there. And that's where if you're using those, at least you know, be smart enough if, if at all possible to have a backlink coming from there to your site if it's allowed. But you know, there's so many of those little things too that I don't think they real, you know, clients. And again, I'm not definitely like you said, not picking on any one industry because it's it's across the board. But there's a lot involved to it, and it's really, you know, it has to be strategically thought out. I think that's an important thing too, is you got to plan this stuff and follow a, a process and a plan. You can't just randomly, okay, today we're going to do this. And yeah, I mean, at, at Reunion, we have even just to for people to be on board, you know, employees that are going to be working on a strategy. We have a document we call the TVC workflow, traffic versus conversion. And so we have a chart that sort of like simplifies it, but the document itself is like, and this is just the bait. These are like, hey guys, you're joining reunion. Here's like the basics of audits we conduct. And here's the basics of what you need to look at. And that document's like 120 some pages itself, right? It's like, it's like, is the site indexing? Yes, move on to the next page. No, here's what you need to do. You know, is this happening? Yes, go to the next page. No, here are steps you need to take. And just that basic document to get people acclimated to what we do at Reunion is 120 pages. And that's just that ongoing initial training, get them ramped up so that they can start taking on clients. So, I mean, if you think about it, like you said, like there's, you know, how many, how many ranking signals there are for Google, there are that many steps to try to address all these different ranking signals as well. I'm curious, do you ever utilize that as, as kind of a, you know, obviously not leaving it for them to, to you know, clients to look through, but be able to say, look, these, this is the process that we go through just again, just to get people up to speed. This isn't like, you know, expert level documentation here. So, so the work, the workflow uh, chart, not, the, not, the, not the 120 page document, but the workflow chart, which is like a one page graphic. We, use, right. it's going to be my digital dealer presentation in June. Uh, and it's also used in our sales deck. And it's just, it's just to show an example, like, Hey, this isn't everything, but these are just, you know, these 74 items that you just see on this little graphic are like just a, a portion of what goes into really working on behalf uh, and being an advocate for you in terms of getting you to rank on, on the Google SERPs. So, so that's what you do then is you take the little one sheet and okay, here's, here's how we've, distilled as much down as we can for you here's the book <laughs> here's the movie here's the book yeah, exactly <laughs> you know, right and i think you know from a visual standpoint that would be kind of an interesting you know thing to go oh wow i mean because that you know it, when you can see it like that there there is a little bit more of, a, of an impact for people to go okay so this really is you know a lot of work and i think that's the the trick is helping them understand it. You know, like you said, with with content, yeah. And you're talking too, because I've, I've well, you've already SEO the site. We've got content. We've got you know we've got you know 18 pages or 20 or 50, whatever the case may be. Excuse me, dry throat. Um, but it, at the same time, they don't realize about the freshness of the content. It's not like you even if you've got 100 pages. Or two hundred. If it just sits there and does nothing anymore, and you're not updating it and maintaining, and being able to provide fresh, new, relevant value to a customer, just the fact that you have two hundred pages doesn't mean a lot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's that's why that's why I think you know there's there's this focus on like we were talking about before. There's this focus on number of pages. Like, what are you going to produce for me? And I think mm -hmm. I think that's a false that's a that's a false positive that that work is being done on your behalf, right? I mean, if you want, if you like, you know, it's uh, I can't remember the quote from Big Lebowski. It's like, you, if you want this, I'll give you this. Like, if you want pages, we'll give you pages, right? Mm -hmm. But we want to be deliberate and purposeful in what we're doing. You know, it's not it's just not. You know, if you want if you want a new page and just eight random blog, eight, we'll write you eight blogs, but it's not going to do anything for you, right? It's that you know. So we need to be more strategic. You know, when you build out our our processes, okay? Do you have these? We call them purpose pages because they have a purpose, right? They have they mm -hmm. they, they they have a purpose for consumers uh, uh, to take an action on them. So do you have these model conversion pages? Yes, no, yes, you do. Okay, let's move on. No, let's build them, right? Um, and then, you know, do you have, do you have service pages broken out, you know, brakes, oil changes, batteries, tires, you know, those, those are the big four. Do you have pages broken out for those different major services that you offer? Uh, do you, and then, you know, what you can do too is, you know, is there, 
and again, every, there's all these, like, you know, there's all these variables for how you approach and what you're going to build and what you're going to do first and how you prioritize. But, you know, is the, are you, are you located in a, in a metro where there's another big metro and you kind of want to conquest? Yes. If so, then we can do secondary model conversion pages for your new, for your new model. So, so we create not a replica, but like we, re, we sort of like reproduce with different ad copy, uh, 2021 Honda Civic instead of Cleveland, Ohio. Now we're going to do Akron, Ohio in, in the, in the header and in the, you know, in the meta and in the, in the language itself and the ad copy itself. Now we're not going to, we'll link that in the primary MCP, right? Whatever your primary geo is, we're not going to put the secondary in the nav, but we're going to link it to your primary, uh, um, MCP, but then, you know, it's still connected to your site. It's still part of your site. It'd be in the, the map, right? But it's just not going to be linked in the nav. Well, now you have something else that for someone in Akron who's typing in, you know, 2021 Honda Civic near me, and they're in Akron, that's that's another layer of, of SEO that you can do uh, to continue building new content. And then, like, once you build all these purpose pages out, like, once we've, like, developed the strategy for you, like, maybe secondary uh, MCPs aren't going to be a smart strategy for you. Maybe you're... You may be like the city you're in and there's nowhere else for another 150 miles. So there's no, port, right. no, no point in trying to do that. Well, then we go from purpose pages to complementary content. And, and that, you know, we have, you know, every, right, most agencies have their own lingo, right? Complementary content. It's a blog, right? It's, we're we're going right. to write a blog for you. But again, we're, we're going to be, we're going to be purposeful, you know, like it's going to, it's going to have intent to answer queries that consumers have. Like, I'll tell you a quick anecdote and I'll shut up. And because uh, I know I'm, I'm, I talk a lot. So what hey, we that's, was, that's what we're here for. We're here to talk and share. So what we did was so, you know, when we talked about like third party sites, how they have the authority, right? Google sees mm -hmm. them as an authority. They have that domain. They have page authority. They have all those pages. We went, OK, we're going to get crazy here. We're going to post a blog on Reunion's website for something we have no reason to be an authority on. Right. Like just totally outside of our wheelhouse. So. We said, okay, so we did some research and Andrew Coach and one of the other co-founders of Reunion really did the work uh, behind all this. And so he just did research. Like what are questions in automotive that no one's answering that has like a statistically relevant volume? Mm -hmm. And he found that a lot of people were searching for like a breakdown of Porsche's models. Like they don't really understand the difference between like the 911 and the, you know, 711 and then this and the, you know, like, you know, they, they just didn't really understand like how all this was broken out. So he right. took the time and really dug in and he wrote this 2000 word blog, something like that, where he really explained like, here's what like a 911 is. Here's what the Cayenne, like, here's what all these different models, trims, numbers, letters mean. We might not, I don't know if we have number one spot for all variants now, so he wrote that in like 2017 for the next like two to three years reunion marketing ranked above porsche.com on porsche model lineup porsche model breakdown porsche models explained like we we were above every single website car and driver uh motor trend porsche.com reunion marketing who should have no reason to rank above all these authoritative sites because we had found a query that consumers had that nobody had answered. So that's what your blog should, part of what your blog should do. Your agency should be looking on into what are questions not being addressed about my brand and writing blogs about that. And then, and then also doing other things like continuing to help lend authority to your, to your model conversion pages, you know, writing purposeful blogs about questions consumers have based on your keyword research and your career research that link to that model conversion page, right? We want to have that linking juice that's lending more mm -hmm. authority that's, to yeah. that model conversion page. And then other things you can do is, and 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 uh, I know we do, and we probably maybe even do a better job at, I'm sure, is, you know, collaborating with other local businesses, right? What better way to build community and exchange links than, you know, write about, you know, write a connect, connect your, your Porsche Cayenne uh, on a night out of the town in Cleveland, Ohio, and linking to some, we went to Red Steakhouse, we did this, and then you talk about your experience there. And, you know, it, like, you're going to have some fluff in there, because maybe you really didn't drive your Cayenne to Red Steakhouse. But, you know, like, how can you associate it to the community at large? And then you can, then you can exchange and share blogs, too. So there's even community building you can do do as well. So, you know, purpose pages, when you have all that fundamental content you need to rank for 
queries that are going to drive conversions, then you can build this other content that continues with brand awareness and community building and, and, and lending uh, more authority. Yeah, I think that goes to your, your, I mean, your, your example right there goes to the, you know, quality over quantity. But to create the, that quality content, that's not something that was put together in an hour, an hour and a half. There was, like you said, research that goes into this and all these that, that make sure just number one, what, what are the questions? What are the things that people are wanting to know? So you, you don't want to just, you know, put your finger in the air and go, oh, I think it's this. It really does take digging in and understanding and just just that research alone can take time. And I think that's something too. Well, how hard can it be? You know, believe me, I've heard it. How hard can it be to write four or five pages of content? You know, well, again, it depends on what you want. <laughs> I, I, I can slap and jump together real quick. But right? if you want, you know, a truly valuable information that is going to, again, put you as a, you know, a, a leader in the, the minds of people and building your brand, because that's exactly what you're trying to do with this. Not only drawing people in just from a, um, you know, eyeball standpoint, but then also building your brand and, and develop, developing credibility for that brand with the information you provide. Yeah. And, you know, and there's no, I don't have any evidence to, to prove this, but you got to think about the, the intelligence of Google itself. So it's like, mm -hmm. so if a dealer goes, well, you know, it, so this blog is like still our number one, like traffic source. Like we still have thousands of visits per month to this blog that we haven't up, we have not updated. It's still like, you know, it still ranks up there and it's still driving thousands of people. And the dealer goes, well, you know what, you know, I don't want just thousands of people coming. I don't want people like, what does it matter to me? People in Oklahoma, if I'm in New Jersey, if they come to my site to answer this question, but then I got to say, well, you know, if this is a statistically relevant uh, query, then what if out of those 4,000 people, what if 20 are in your area, right? I mean, what if, what if three are in your area and three, you have this blog that costs you, I shouldn't say nothing because you're paying an internal team or an agency to do it. But I mean, like they use the time and I guarantee you the time, it, even the hours it took to research and, and write, are going to be worth the ROI on the cars you'd sell on those three people. But then also, and again, I don't have evidence for this naturally, but you got to think about, you know, when Google lends authority and Google looks at you as, as a source, as a trust, reliable source that provides value to consumers, you got to go, if you're driving all these people to the site and they have, like you said, the time on site, maybe they explore the site some more, maybe they are in your area and they look at some inventory, Google, I, I would bet makes that connection to then your Google, my business, right? Because it's connected to your website, so, so so then so then you're building your authority. So then Google goes, well, you know, they're an authority here. So whenever <clears> people <throat> do those non-branded category searches, and you have that local pack pop up, you gotta you got I I can't imagine that Google would not consider the authority of your website to be an authority when they consider who populates that local three pack, right? There just there has to be some correlation there. Oh, completely. You, you know that. I mean, they never tell you because then everybody's going to try to game it. But you. You're right. If, if you're an authority, that's that's what they're trying to drive is authority. You know, and, and that, you know, is something that we talked about, you know, it's been a month or so ago, but about the zero click searches. Yeah. So if, if that's something else, so you're it, it, what you're doing on your website to drive credibility and authority, you know, on your Google My Business and all that, it all plays together. It's kind of like it's I think sometimes people have a disc, you know, see it as a disconnect. And maybe that's because we as people sometimes seem to have a hard time collaborating and pulling everything together. <laughs> we try to silo stuff, but I, I think that's really an important point to take. It's like if, if you know, as, as many people are looking that way, and especially on mobile and things like that, man, you want to be right there. And again, how do I get above the third party? Well, that three pack is above all of your third party sites. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, that's the way to do it is, I mean, the thing I mean, when you, when you, when you perform good local SEO and you have a fleshed out Google, my business, you know, you're heading them off at the curve. You know, these people are doing these non-branded category searches again, no evidence for it, but Google's smart enough to go, okay, this person has, you know, done this type of research. That's how they came up with their, their playbook. And they have those micro moments, like mm -hmm. you know, ready to do, ready to buy, ready to this. They know that based on people's based on their, their, their uh, search behaviors. So by the time they get to, you know, like 2020 Honda Civic, they might not type near me or a geo or anything, but Google is putting together all of what they've been, their history of what they've been doing. And now they know if they're in that micro moment of ready to buy, they're going to populate that, that local pack. Right. 
And so you're heading those third parties off at the curve because they, they might not be, uh, you know, putting in uh, modifiers or things that might, you know, populate the, the paid search ads or whatever. And again, there's mm-hmm. also so many variables. But then, you know, think the more real estate you take up, the better chances you have. If you're if you're in that top organic SERP and then you're at the top of the, the top of the local pack, and let's say your VDP even comes in like third below the local pack and you're taking up all this space, the more real estate you take up, the more chance you have of getting that click. So well, and and as well, you're also the more real estate you take up, the less real estate's available for your competitors. Exactly. Exactly. So it's now, you went to and said something a while ago talking about, you know, adding the additional content pages, like if you are in Akron and you want to go to Cleveland or, or those kind of things. I think, too, and I've, I've heard people, why can't we just create a bunch of those pages and, you know, we'll duplicate them and just put, you know, the new city name in it. And that shouldn't take that long to do. But I, I think you know where I'm going with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Duplicate content. You can't. Google's going to choose one piece of content that they're going to choose to rank. And yes, you can, you can certainly copy and paste all of that, that verbiage and just change the geo. And then Google's going to go, well, we already have a page that reads like this. And, you know, so this is the page we're going to deliver. This is where it's, you know, it has its authority. It's, it's in Cleveland, blah, blah, blah. So yeah, I, yeah. The, the easy the thing is with, and you know, this digital marketing, the easy way, is always the wrong way. The easy that's, that's way. That's the, usually in life. Is usually, right? <laughs> the easy way doesn't get you where you're. <laughs> the easy way, when you game the system and you take the easy way, maybe you'll see a short-term benefit. Maybe. And if you do, good for you, but you know, it's going to eventually come back. Google, Google is smart enough and people are smart enough that you're going to get pinged for it. And so duplicate content, you know, you, you go, you, you don't take the effort and you just, you know, pay, copy and paste. And then a page is just, it's useless. It's just, it's just on your site. Yes, you did it, but it's going to make no difference. And again, so then you look at the, you know, okay, it only took me five or, but even with that, when you're, when you're copying and pasting, it's still a five or 10 minute process. You've done that for 50 pages. Well, now you think about the time you've invested. <laughs> That is now just wasted time. So not only are you, you know, it's not just the fact that you're not getting getting anything new from it. You've actually wasted money. Yeah, it's time and money. So anything that you're doing that's that's not credible and it's is not providing new value to ultimately to the person, the searcher that's coming to you know to find information is truly a waste of time. Yeah, you know, and you know, one of the things too is you know if if you're working with an agency partner, I hope that they're doing you know different tests and stuff like for reunion. So we're talking about like wasting time, like all the time it takes, you know, even it's 10 minutes, but duplicate, you know, 10 minutes extrapolated mm-hmm. into 50 pages, all that time for no reason. We had, we, we, we had a lot of, I shouldn't say a lot. We had some dealer partners who just love the idea of banners, right? Just thing, right. Again, things, things to look at pretty things. And so we were like, we, we, we had the intuition and our, our mantra at reunion is data beats intuition. So we had this intuition that home, home pages just aren't, home page managers aren't a valuable thing to really invest a lot of time. And so we said, we need the data for it. So uh, one of our, uh, one of our client success managers or, or specialists, uh, uh, Nikki Betterbid, she did that. She took the time and she, you know, took a big sample of our client base and she analyzed the data of homepage uh, clicks and homepage behaviors. Mm-hmm. And of all of the homepage clicks, of all clicks that happen on the dealer's homepage, again, aggregated from, you know, I think it was like 150 plus websites, uh, 6% went to homepage banners. So of all the clicks that happen on a homepage, 6% happen on banners. Most happen in the navigation of the search widget. 6%, only 6% happen on banners. And of that 6%, 3%. So half of those clicks went to the first banner only. And by the time you got to the third banner, 0.86% of all the clicks went to the third homepage banner. So you have, you have uh, people out there who have this concept of just having pretty things or you know, just doing the work, like produce mm-hmm. something for me. But it, we're producing something that doesn't have value. And so some dealers said, and one question came up and at, a, at a digital dealer and they went, well, my OEM mandates that I have, you know, 10 banners. And it was like, for me, I had a brain fart. And luckily Dave Sponegare, CEO was standing next to me. He goes, well, he goes, come up with 
you know, seven stock evergreen banners that you can just repurpose and then just create three new ones. What, you know, what are the most important specials of the month that you, the dealer, feel are valuable? Make those your three first three position banners and, and just let those other evergreens just live on the site. And every once in a while, make an update or every quarter, come up with seven new ones. So you're not just doing that every single month. Um, so, you know, there are some workarounds around, you know, limitations or, or, or prescriptions from OEMs that, that you can do that. But again, going back to the point, there's work and then there's valuable work. So do you want to have your partners and your team just work or do you want to have them do valuable work? Marketing outputs versus business outcomes, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> So what you just brought up there with the OEMs kind of goes, leads into my next question. Because again, this is something that after, you know, 20 plus years, having, I had my own agency and before I came into the auto industry, you know, when we worked with clients on their websites, we had full access to it. We did what we needed to do. You know, we didn't have some other third party going, well, you gotta do this, you gotta do this. And how difficult is it because some of the things that we try to do here at binary with our clients and some of the web things that we want to do it seems like you know you're constantly hitting a brick wall in terms of having any kind of um, relationship with those with the oems or the you know the dealer owns or the various um, website kind of the preferred site builders that are out there how do you work how do you work within that what do you do to ease the ease that process and actually where you can induce something you know it's 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 trying to build relationships and collaboration at that point right it's you know these these cmss are, are working with you know i don't know how many dealers dealer on works with or dealer.com or dealer inspire but i know a lot right <laughs> there's a lot right. of dealers out there um so i mean I, I think it really just comes down to making them feel part of the process and collaborating and not being combative i think it, it's important on how you approach the issue um, do we have issues? Of course, you know, we, we put in support tickets and we try you know, and we do what we can. We try to be active advocates on dealers behalf. But I think the more you can make it as angry as you can get over certain items or issues or things like that, I think it's still important to, to sort of foster a, a collaborative nature because, you know, there's no real, like when you support a ticket, you know, having a good relationship can go a long way. Right. Um, and there's no, yeah. and there's, and, there, and there, when you have those roadblocks where the CMS has to do certain things for you and you, you, you identify something and you wait for it, you know, it's just, a, you know, there's not really much you can do, at least from my perspective, besides just advocating and, and, and getting your dealer partners involved. And even collectively, if it's multiple dealers having the same issue, kind of just coming at it in a, in a, in a manner that is like, Hey, this is going to help elevate the website experience not hey this is a problem you're causing i don't know if that really answers your question because i don't really i'm not in the weeds day to day so i don't sure. really have that but i just know based on feedback from our team like just you know trying to collaborate as opposed to point figures is like really one of the only best ways to try to expedite oh, absolutely not. that's why i was just kind of you know more just wondering what what that process was for you all because obviously as you're creating ideas and working with the dealer now you kind of got that that third third party, that third person that yeah. you've got to go. Okay, I've, I'm working with. This is my client here. My job is to make sure that we're every penny that they're spending with us, they're getting the most value from. But again, too, it's like there is a um, that we've seen. You know, there is a a gap from a time perspective. So it's like, okay, well, we're trying to get this done by such and such date. Well, I'm sorry, we're backed up or whatever. I was just wondering if, if you ever hear any anything back from like your, your dealer clients going, why is this not getting done or what, you know, how that works for you? Yeah, you know, it does happen, right? I mean, if we're log jammed and it's <clears throat> it's a matter of waiting on a support ticket to get resolved, we do get that question. We get that, why isn't this resolved? And it's, it's a matter of trying to be op open communication. We have a, a dedicated uh, client success specialist for every dealer. Mm -hmm. uh, who, who regularly, you know, emails, calls, you know, has a cadence of communication, monthly review calls. And it's a matter of, you know, when, when there's these, these issues that haven't been resolved yet, it's a matter of just being transparent. Here's the issue. Here's what we did. Here's what we're waiting on. And here's what we're continuing to do to try to do that. But 
in addition to this, here are all the things, other things we're doing for you to know that you're getting your, your, your return on your investment. So mm -hmm. here are all the things we can do without having to, you know, issue a support ticket uh, that, that are happening uh, and things that we're doing and things we're building and things that are in the queue. So like once this gets resolved, like here, we open the floodgates and like here, here's all the things that will happen once this gets resolved. So we're not just, we're not just sitting and doing nothing and you're paying for it we're actively doing these other pieces that we can within those limitations until this gets resolved. So it's just a matter of communication and trying to, trying to be as transparent as possible in terms of, of what we're doing and that we're not just sitting on our hands and, and why and well, going, oh, oh, it's the, it's the, it's the CMS, you know, Hey, kicking my feet up on the desk and I'm okay. I'm going to wait here until. Uh -huh. <laughs> oh man, that's funny. Well, so, you know, we'll, we'll kind of take all of what we've been talking about here and go into the the chip shortage and all the things that we've been hearing, you know, a, a ton about. What is your recommendation? Because again, you know, you're, we, we've heard this and I'm sure, I'm, I'm guessing, you know, I, you know, Beth, that you've heard too, well, why do we need to do, we don't have any inventory to sell right now. Why are we going to be doing all of these things? from an SEO perspective or, or whatever it is from a just marketing perspective in general, what are, you know, how, how do you talk to dealerships about dealer about that kind of thing? Yeah. You know, I mean, I know what's, what's tough is coming, you know, I mean, we came from the dealer side and that's why we always try to let dealers know that it's like, we've lived your pain. Like mm -hmm. we, this agency exists because we have lived through what you've been through. So we're not trying to Buffalo you, but still, even with that, I mean, there, there's, there's a historical precedence of dealers kind of getting, scammed early on in digital marketing from agencies that that you know weren't exactly working on their behalf you're kidding <laughs> <laughs> right so but I, you know i say this i say this is all with all earnestness is that okay so again going back to that light switch solar panel thing okay the sun's not shining today all right there's no inventory right now you might be you might be short but the sun's gonna shine tomorrow don't you want that solar field built out for when the sun does shine, right? Or it's nighttime, right? Because, you know, actually solar panels still work on a cloudy day. Let's say it's nighttime, right? There's no, there's no solar uh, uh, power coming for them to, to aggregate. Well, you I mean, you don't, you don't just d disassemble the field at nighttime, to, you know, and you don't wait till the sun shine again to reassemble it, right? So SEO is, it's not a light switch. It's an ongoing thing. And, and, the, th and the, the crux of it all is, okay, if you're not going to do it, but what about if that dealer down the street is? What about what, what about you know? And those third-party sites—they're not turning things off. They're not—they're not stopping their spend. They're not stop right. And I know that they don't necessarily. I mean, they're still going to suffer from inventory issues too because if you don't have no inventory to promote on their site to pay to be on their site. But I mean, they're not giving up. They're not stopping what they're doing. So it's it's a it's a matter of one. You want to continue to build the content that's going to build the relevance when you do have that inventory because if you don't have content for your 2021 Honda Civic. But the Honda down, store down the street does, and the Toyota store also has stuff. So when they're doing their research, they're they're showing up. You know, when consumers are doing research, they're showing up in these rankings, right? Or they're they're doing some con. The Toyota store is doing some conquesting. They're not, you know if they're doing the work and you're not, you're gonna you'll be behind the race. It's like Kentucky Derby. If you let one horse run half the track and then they release all the rest of the horses, what are your chances? Not great. So you, I mean, or, or, or they release half, and you're still back in the gate going. Okay, nah, <laughs> once they get about three quarters of the way, then I'm going to catch up, <laughs> right? <laughs> so I mean, in all honesty, it, it's it's an ongoing thing. You want to have the content, and then the, the other thing is like you can pivot too, right? During the pandemic, when when sales were not an essential service, but service was. Well, we told our dealer partners like, don't abandon all of your marketing. Let's pivot to let's pivot to service. Let's give your fixed op some love. Right. And then now that we've kind of come out of this, we're like, don't give up giving love to your fix off department. Like, you know, like we've, you're seeing the results of this work. So why would you stop that now? And, and you know, that is exactly, it's an interesting thing. I can't, I can't remember who I was talking. Oh, I know. I was, it was one of the guys here in the house. Yeah. We were just kind of talking about, you know, what's going on with the chip shortage and how, how do we, you know, how do dealerships overcome it? And I said, you know, Again, if, if there's not a lot of, of time or money that, that's going to be invested in, okay, we've got, you know, a bajillion new vehicles out on the lot that we've got to get sold. Okay, you, you've still got that budget that you're, you're using for marketing, transfer it over and, and use, use that from a marketing perspective, but also look at the time 
that you have available now as a GM or a dealer principal that you can go, what else can we do from a process standpoint, from a customer experience standpoint to improve that fixed upside so that we're, again, if people aren't buying new cars, they're gonna be getting their cars repaired and making sure that they're lasting as long as possible. And, you know, the more excellent service that you get coming through that service department, the better the chance that you've got now that service customer who may not have even purchased a vehicle from you before, now coming back and buying when yep. inventory is back up. Absolutely. You gave them that seller service in service. And then they, they, you know, they always, you know, the old mantra is sell sells the first car and service sells the rest. You know, right. you, you, you pivot. That's why you should work with, you should have an internal team or an agency partner that can, that's agile and can pivot. Okay. So we're going to allocate your, your paid search towards some service and we're going to create some Facebook ads that are, and we're going to create a dedicated landing page that is about uh, buying cars back, right? Like we're going to, we'll buy your car, right? You're, if you're looking mm -hmm. for inventory, so let's pivot. Let's start marketing that you buy cars and your service. And then once we have those ads and those pages built and running, well, then the work we're going to do is we're going to, you know, you're going to get, you know, before the end of the year, you're going to get some new inventory. So we're going to build these pages on your core models. You don't have these, you don't have these core model pages. When we have these ads up and running, we're going to continue to monitor them. We're going to, we're going to continue to analyze the data that, that's coming in. But at the same time, we're going to be prepping you for when you do get inventory back. And then in addition to that, think we're in May. What? I mean, 2022 models will be coming up, what, in like July, August, right? Yeah. So, I mean, so, so then there's the preparation of, okay, we're going to start templatizing and start prepping 2022 models. But if you're not working with us, then we're going to be way behind the curve on, on getting this content created for you. Well, I kind of liken it to, uh, you know, uh, you know, an outdoor football game where, you know, you're out playing and it's a sunny, beautiful day and your, your cleats are, you know, your quarter-inch cleats are the smallest thing because you're on, on that turf and you don't need a, a really deep cleat. But then what happens, even if you're on grass, you don't need as deep a cleat, but now all of a sudden, you know, it's raining. You, you know, the field's muddy and it's a mess. Does that mean because you've had, you know, a few obstacles come your way, do you go, well, crap, now we're just, I, I guess we can't play anymore. No, you go, okay, let's put on a bigger cleat. We're not going to stop. We're just going to adjust our, our tactics to make sure that we're doing what we need to do to keep that vision of where we want to get downfield and making sure that we're successful on every drive that we have. You know, I, I, I pull it back a lot to, to football, but there's, I see so many things in that that, you know, a very, very visual thing that anybody that follows it can understand. It's, it's the same in business. Just because you've hit an obstacle of something that is completely beyond your control. It's not like these, you know, the manufacturers or the dealerships can go, ask some, you know, we screwed up, we didn't do this, we didn't do that. Just like the weather, no control over it. So what do you do is figure out how do we take that obstacle and overcome it? But overcoming it doesn't mean sitting back and going, well, I guess we'll just wait for it to quit raining and then we'll play again. We'll let the other team keep going up and down the field and scoring points on them. <laughs> exactly. And there's, there's your competitors. Yeah, exactly. Spot on. So I, that's what I hope that, you know, we see that, that they don't, you know, again, I understand that when you're not selling as much that you've got to do some different things, but like you said, find other ways to drive that revenue so that you're not falling short, you know, take your focus and your time and go, okay, here's where we're going to have to drive. We've counted on our service department to, you know, drive a, you know, a huge amount of revenue anyway. Let's do what we can to support them to make sure that while we're having this lull, in inventory that we're driving them is and helping them in every way possible. And that just goes to your point, you know, making sure there's plenty of business coming in and then doing the things to make sure the experience is great. And now you've got your, uh, your competitive advantage there. And I think to me, uh, experiences in a positive, um, experience is always a competitive advantage. Oh, absolutely. And, and I think, like, why wouldn't you want to have a page that ranks, that brings people to your website? Okay. You have no inventory, but that gives you, it gives you a chance to capture their information. Maybe they still go, you know, I really want this car. So they submit their information to you or you're ranking for it. And they go, oh, they don't have the, they don't have this vehicle. They go to your competitor. If you don't have that inventory, it's probably likely your competitor doesn't have that inventory. And then they go, well, crap, they don't have it either. So, you know, I'm I'm just going to look for it later. I'll wait, I'll wait a month or two. I'm not, I don't have to have this car today. I'll wait. But then in a month or two, then when you do get the car in, you, if you ranked for it then, and you're continuing to do the work, you should 
by all means, rank for it again. And then you're that top click for when they click search for it, they click through. Now you have the inventory. Boom. Now they're going to connect with you. So why wouldn't you want to be there for the consumer when they're, when they're ready for it? So it's just, I don't know. It, it's, it's, it's tough. It's a tough situation to, to try to say, Hey, we, we want you to pay us to do work for something you're not getting a return on today. And I think that goes back to the whole 30 day cycle, right? Dealers work in 30 day cycles and it's, it's a, it's a reality, but it's, you know, it's something I, I think marketing, they need to understand that marketing works in a different way than sales does. They're connected, but marketing doesn't just happen in 30 day cycles. You don't create a, you don't create a page and then, you know, within 30 days it's, it's done its job. Right. Well, and if you think about it for, from that kind of perspective too, that the places that the brand, and I'll, I'll go back to this, the brands, they can do that. You look at, you know, and I'll just, just pull, you know, a, a Target or a McDonald's or any place, you know, any of those, Chick-fil-A, whatever. They go, well, they put out coupons, they put out specials and people are, you know, hitting it like that. Well, but that's because you, you think about how many um, millions, but probably billions of dollars those brands have spent over the last 10, 15, 20 years to build up their brand so that they can do those kind of things. And that's why I, I say as a dealership, if you've got a strong brand and are doing all these things now, not only to, to be out and be visible so that you are providing the information to the you know, prospective customers when they're looking for it. And then you've got the, the great experience and you, you have your Google My Business page with great reviews and all those kind of things that all start playing together. That's how you build your brand and are able to be you know, to do more of that 30 day, hey, let's let's hit stuff and get it going. Or when you have these laws that, you know, I mean, the, the cycle like this, so if you have a strong brand, well, that cycle may only dip that much and come back up. So I think that's all of these things are very important in, in what, what you're doing to build your brand. And I think sometimes that um, dealerships are so focused on the OEM brand that they forget. And this is something that you were talking about at your uh, um digital dealer presentation. That's kind of what we're going to be talking about is brand. What do you do to build that brand? And part of it is you don't stop doing things just because the, the you know, the economy or whatever things are out of your control that you just now all of a sudden step back and go, okay, we're going to, we're going to get out of the game until it's, you know, the sun shining again. You know, I wish I could, I wish I, uh, I had the link for it, but there was a study, I think it was Forbes or Bloomberg, something like that. And they looked at, historically when there are recessions the brands that actually increase their marketing and so you know recession they're not making as much when they came out of that they were the ones that just powered forward with with uh uh, uh revenue and sales and and new customer acquisition they were the ones that because they remain top of mind they maintain that brand awareness and the ones that cut their advertising completely really struggled to rebound after the recession. Like had, I mean, I forget like what the statistics were, but it was like more like businesses that cut marketing, actually like more of them, a greater percentage closed and ones that maintained or increased marketing actually like increased their revenue coming out of it. So, I mean, there, there's, I mean, there's, there's, there's historical precedence of oh, completely. Ma- building I mean, your brand and maintaining that presence. You know, and that's where you just, there has to be a, a little bit of a patience you know, quotient put in there, you know, and again, one of the things that I've seen for, you know, there's, there's a lot of, like you said, from that 30 day mentality that it's, it's the, the patience is gone for people and they want it right now. And it's like, you know, you just have to accept that this is what's going on, that yeah. things may get slowed down. And, and like I said, you, you've got to be out on the field competing because if not, if your opponent's out there, you know, running up and down the field, you know, scoring, 50, you know, all of a sudden you're down by 56 points. When that, when the sun does come back out, you've got a big mountain to climb to get back into even being competitive, much less beating them. Yeah. So I, I hope that, and that's why I was, as I've seen kind of some of the things you're writing, what we've been talking about, I really hope a lot of dealers get, you know, a chance to, and, as we you know, go into June and the digital dealer that as a, a collective and the people that I've been talking to that we can really reinforce that to dealers is don't, don't sit on the sideline, put your, put your big you know, inch, inch and a quarter cleats on 
and and go for it. Don't don't sit back and wait for the sun to come out. Be well, be you, there ready to go. Yeah, you know, here's here's my here's my question. I would challenge dealers with if they go, you know, like we're we don't have inventory. We we're not gonna we're not gonna um, invest in in digital marketing. Well, did they cancel their chat? Did they cancel their modal, their digital retailing? Did they cancel their trade appraisal tool? You don't have inventory. So did you, I mean, no, because you're, because what, I mean, number one, what's driving people to your, to your website, digital marketing. Why would you, why would you cut out the source that makes all those other tools relevant? Right. So if you're not cutting them out, why would you cut out, why would you cut out the traffic driver? It just, it doesn't make sense to me. Like if you're going to, if you're going to cut out the traffic driver and you're going, well, I don't have anything to sell, then why you, why, why cut, cut off dealer on, tell them, you know, you don't need a website for the next three months. Well, I mean, of course I mean, you wouldn't do that. Must, you might as well just say, well, we're just going to close. We're going to close. <laughs> the, you know, cause, cause since we had to do it before, we'll, we'll just close. And you know what, now, since we don't have a lot of inventory, we can't even do, you know, digital retailing. So we're just going to call it, you know, Hey, let's, like I said, we'll sit back and wait for the sun to shine and then we'll play again. Well, you, you just can't. And it's, it's not a matter like I always tell, you know, and again, this is, I've seen in, in all the other industries. It's like when we had down in 08 and things like that, it's like, you, you can't wait. You can't hope that, you know, that nobody else will be doing it because somebody will, somebody will take advantage of it and go, great. My competitors are sitting back now. I'm going to, blow by them and be there so it's and i say this from a from an agency standpoint uh, you know seeing it's we're, we're not out trying to go well let's just figure out a way we can make money i mean it's it's legit now again there are going to be those out there like, like we talked about before but you know as i look at it i legitimately want to make sure that my clients are are thinking things through and doing things the right way does that mean maybe you have to cut back a little bit on budget or do some right but that doesn't mean you just, you know, okay, well, we're going to put a halt on it. Yeah. You know, not, I, not the, I was being kind of cheeky, you know, but it's like, oh, cancel everything. But it's like, yeah, I mean, it's at the end of the day, I mean, like with, I'm just, it's just, it's, it's just trying to impress upon the idea of like, uh, of just the necessity of like, you wouldn't cut these other things off. <laughs> you definitely shouldn't cut off the traffic driver. And, and that, like you said, like we, like without our dealer partners, we don't exist. And so we would never re make a recommendation. And if we ever did, that'd be the day I left reunion as a co-founder. If we ever made a recommendation that I felt was not in, in our partner's interests, I would, I'd be furious. And, mm -hmm. and, and so, yeah, I mean, we're working on behalf of them. Like you said, are, are there circumstances where, okay, do we, like, like we said, like, do you cut, do you cut or reallocate new car uh, paid search? Of course. Well, of course. Yeah. We, we find, we'll find efficiencies. So, but it, you know, it's just, it's, it's just the crux of it to keep hammering it home. It's again, it's an, it's not a light switch. It's an ongoing continual effort of a number of things behind the scenes and that you can see that are part of like a production uh, on behalf of dealers, but it's just, it's just, it's so necessary to be at the forefront and be an adopter of these mindsets and strategies to beat those third parties and then outrank your local competitors. Well, I, I could not agree more. So I, I think we'll, we'll summarize this with, with two things. Get out there and keep your solar field going. Put your big, big boy cleats on and get out there and compete. And that way, when the sun is shining again, that you haven't fallen behind. We want to make sure that, because as you said, we want to make sure that everybody's doing their best. It's, it's because that, that those dealerships employ a lot of people. We want to make sure everybody is staying employed and you're making a living and taking care of their families just the way the rest of us want to. So yep. don't hand the football uh, to the other team. Correct. <laughs> that, that, that never works. Turnover. You, you can't win with turnover. <laughs> Dave, thanks so much. I, I appreciate you taking the time to do this. And, uh, you know, I will, right while I'm here, I don't know if this will, uh, if, if we'll get this posted yet before digital dealer, but looking forward to seeing you there. Uh, well, I'll, you know, let's make sure we uh, help each other out too and get as many. I, what, what day are you speaking down there? Just, uh, June 9th. Oh. I'm, in the, I'm in the afternoon on day two. Okay, okay, good. Because we're we're, we're uh, the ninth in the morning. I wanted to make sure I get to come come watch you. So good. <laughs> <laughs> well, Troy, thanks for letting me come on. Thanks for letting me come on the culture of value. I appreciate the conversation, and I definitely want to sync up. 
like I tell everyone, uh, the more that dealers and vendors and vendors and vendors can collaborate, the better we can elevate the industry. And people are so shocked. People are always shocked that uh, you always find us hang out with the guys of dealer teamwork who are a direct competitor because we like those guys because we know they do good work for their dealers. Yes. So, you know, the more we can all network together, the better we can make retail automotive. And, and make sure I'll just, I'll, I'll end on this one last thing. Make sure when you hear this, if you're not already on clubhouse on the automotive state of the union, check it out. And, uh, looking forward to that, that event down there on the eighth to digital dealer. So absolutely. Thank you, sir. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and uh, we'll talk again soon. You as well. Thank you. Thanks, Dave.